Welcome to the new My Football Club podcast. Hello and welcome to the new My Football Club podcast. I'm your host, Augustine Sasso. You can email me at augustine.sasso at myfootballclub.co.uk. Well, on this episode, I speak with Phil Howden, media officer at York City Football Club. We spent a couple of minutes uh, yesterday talking about a bit of the history of the club, some of the players to look for, a tour of the grounds, and some sightseeing. Now, during the interview, there's some static. I tried to minimize it, um, but I apologize beforehand. Uh, here now is Phil. Let's start. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about the club. Well, I mean, obviously York City is um, is one of the quite a few of increasing number of clubs now in the conference, which has a long league history, football league history. Um, I think it was something like 70 plus years in the football league. Um, we were founded in 1922. And generally, we've spent most of our history in the lower two divisions of the Football League. Uh, we did have two seasons in the 70s in what is now the Championship in Division 2, um, and we finished 14th in one season, which is the highest ever finish we've had in the English Pyramid system. Um, sadly, in 2004, we got relegated to the conference after some uh, financial issues, and uh, obviously, we nearly went, the club nearly went. Um, went under, was nearly liquidated. Uh, we managed to keep the club going, uh, really through the work of <clears throat> the supporters' trust at the time. Um, and obviously now we're in our eighth season in the conference. This year, um, the club was uh, really aiming for uh, winning, the, um, winning the division. This year was a big push. It's probably the third big push that we've had. Mm-hmm. Um, we've re- reached the playoffs twice previously, uh, once losing the semi-finals to Morecambe, uh, which was a little bit dubious because I think we were cheated out of it, but that's my opinion. Uh, and then we lost to Oxford in the final two years ago um, at Wembley. So, obviously, we, having been to the playoffs twice, it's always going to be the goal to win the league. As you say, uh, there are probably seven or eight clubs who have that as, as their goal. Um, generally, though, it's a very difficult division to win because I think now you often have a, a club in there who spend a lot more than everybody else in terms of buying players and paying wages. And it's not always um, a club who has much pedigree or heritage. So obviously last season you saw Crawley, who bought their way out of the league, and, and this year you have Fleetwood, who uh, my money would be on them, although Wrexham are doing a very good job at the top there. Um, but I think Fleetwood will end up winning the title. Um, so for us, you know, the, I think the, the, the lowest common denominator of York City has to be at least a, a, a try to get into the playoffs. Um, I, I think the fans wouldn't want it, you know, they wouldn't be satisfied with anything lower than that in terms of aspirations. Um, so I think winning the title would was a lot of maybe um, wishful thinking, but I think we'll all be pretty happy if we end up in the top five at the end of the season. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, anything can happen in the playoffs. Well, looking at the squad that we currently have, I think that the one player that people would 
know the best would be Jason Walker, who we signed uh, for quite a bit of money from Luton Town in the summer. He currently has 15 goals. He's our top scorer, so he's probably the equivalent of Ed Street's Callum Willock in terms of the share of goals that he scored. Um, but unfortunately, he got injured in an FA Trophy game just before Christmas, and he's been out since then, and he'll be out for the game tomorrow against Edsfleet, um, probably for another couple of weeks. He may even be out for, for the trophy game in two weeks. So um, we're, we're waiting for him to come back. Um, there was a worry when he got injured that we'd stopped scoring goals, but actually we, we, we've continued, and a lot of the midfield players have taken their share of the responsibility. Um, I would say that possibly one to look out for would be Patrick McLaughlin, who plays in midfield. He is a Northern Ireland under-21 international, and he's was the captain of Newcastle United's reserve team last season. So he's a bit of a gem that we've discovered there. And obviously the manager's done really well to, to get him to York City. And, you know, in my, in my opinion, he's obviously got greater things ahead of him in the game. Um, but obviously it's great for York City that he's, he's with us. And he's a really top-quality player. Um, you've also got Scott Kerr, who is a former Lincoln City player. He is in fantastic form. Um, and he just bosses the midfield and in so many games. Um, he really is, uh, again, someone that's really shining at the moment. Um, up front, of course, to, now that Jason's injured, Jamie Reid is up there. And he scored a really nice goal in the trophy last weekend at Salisbury. He's now, I think, got seven goals this season. And, and again, he, he might have a quiet period in the game, but he usually pops up with a goal somewhere along the line. Um, and also Matty Blair, uh, who's been playing on the wing, he's now got up to 12 goals this season, which uh, for a winger is that's a pretty good return. And he scored five in the last three games. So he, again, in terms of the game tomorrow, he'll be one perhaps that we'll have our hopes on in, in the beginning of the game as a goal. We've signed two more players during the January transfer window. A midfielder, uh, Scott Brown from Fleetwood, and a forward called Matthew Blinkhorn, who scored on his debut last Saturday. Um, he knows this level pretty well. He's played for Morecambe at this level before. So, again, it's his, it's their, both of his players make their home, possibly will make their home debut tomorrow, either a substitute or from the start. Um, and, of course, then we have um, another couple of international players. We have Andre Bucco, who is a Trinidad and Tobago international. Um, and we also have Lunray Oyabanjo, who is in the Republic of Ireland, under-21 international, uh, who's uh, just coming back from injury. So he, we're hoping that he'll be available tomorrow, but um, that depends on how his injury is possessed. All right. And uh, do you still have uh, Moses Ashikodi? We have Moses Ashikodi. Um, I think... Um, Moses, he came on a sub in his own debut and scored in a 7-0 win against his former club, Kettering. Um, he found it a little bit difficult to get in the side simply because of the quality of the players we have. Um, and I think he's, he's done a lot of work recently on his fitness because I think the problem with Kettering is, and I think the manager who came in said this, um, that the, the players struggled a little bit with fitness. Mm -hmm. So I think he's had to kind of do quite a bit of work to get up to pace in order to, to stake a claim for a first-team place. Um, he came on a sub at Salisbury on Saturday, gave a penalty away, but, uh, but I think, again, he's someone who I think the best is yet to come from Moses. Well, uh, Fleet fans will remember him from, uh, I guess it was two years ago. Um, he played for us, um, an exciting player. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I, I remember him scoring the winning goal. He, in my opinion, fouled James Meredith with his elbow um, and then scored. And it was the same game where we had Richard Brody sent off for a, well, a, a much more serious elbow offence. Um, and obviously, actually went on to win the game 1-0. So we know about Moses Ashikodi from, from the past. All right.
Well, Phil, uh, I just want to ask um, just a couple more questions. This will be for, for fans that are coming up uh, to the game. Um, any good uh, uh, pubs around the around the stadium? Oh, maybe maybe you want to talk a little bit about the grounds. Um, I, I hear that right. uh, the, there's a plan for <clears throat> for new grounds in the work. Is, is that correct? Yeah, it works. I think the experience at York City for away fans <coughs> could be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we've, this, this summer we celebrate the 80th anniversary of, of purchasing Bruton Crescent in 1932. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an old ground, and it looks an old ground, and it feels an old ground, which I know some people are very traditional and think that terracing behind the goal is great, but the away end really is probably the, the worst area of our ground. So the away fans often get a negative impression of Bruton Crescent. Um, I think in terms of the new stadium, I mean, that's something for the future. There's a lot of negotiations and, and arguments going on, and I think we'll know more next month when there's, some, when there's a planning meeting. Um, again, that, that's kind of divides the fan base because some people would like to stay at Crescent, some people would like to go to a new stadium, some people don't think the design of the new stadium is correct. Um, so there's, I mean, there's loads of things to discuss with the new stadium amongst ourselves. But from, I think from an away fan's perspective, um, yeah, it could be better. Um, I suppose the, the one good thing that we have is we've got a nice bar down at the ground, the pitch side bar, which generally uh, lets away fans in unless it's certain clubs. Uh, but actually, I, I shouldn't imagine there'll be much problem there. And New York is, it's, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful place, one of the most beautiful cities in Europe. And in terms of pubs, we, we've got, you know, plenty of them, 250 or something like that, I think, is, is how many pubs we've got. And, and I'd say the majority of them, certainly the ones in the centre, um, are, are interesting visitors to go and have a drink in. And, you know, you, you'd never have a disappointing day out in York, um, I don't think. And obviously we're one of the biggest tourist destinations outside London. Wow, well, that's, uh, that's, that's news to me, from New York to Old York. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, can you name a couple of quick sites just for... You know, a couple of um, me, yeah um, places to some quick places to visit. Um. Well, uh, obviously, if, if you're coming as a tourist to, to York or you want to see some things of historical interest, you obviously have York Minster, which is well, probably one of the most famous cathedrals in the world. And obviously, then you have if you if you're into, if you're a train spotter like so many non-league people obviously are, you've uh-huh. got the National Railway Museum, which is uh, free of charge to enter. So that's quite interesting. And it's not, I think it's a a bit of an enthusiast to enjoy it. I think it's a bit, it's a bit full on. But uh, I mean, I know it gets a lot of visitors. You have the Jorvik Viking Centre, which again, if you're into history, um, that's one where you sit in a buggy and it takes you round um, what is a mock-up of uh, a kind of middle-aged uh, Viking Age street. Um, and generally, again, that gets a lot, lot of visitors. It's a little bit expensive, in my opinion, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good one to visit if it's a one-off. Well, that's great to know. Phil, thank you so much. I know, um, you know, you're a busy guy. Thank you for giving me a few minutes, and also, uh, you know, uh, some of my questions. I know uh, they're not as as in depth and penetrating as they could be, but uh, I appreciate the talk. Good luck to you tomorrow. You know, good luck to York um, in the future, and um, uh, thank you again. No problem. Uh, so tomorrow's a good game. All right. Thank you. Take okay. Care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, Phil, thank you again. 
Uh, I know I was a bit scattered in my questions, and I'll need to do some better prep work next time. Well, on to the latest happenings on the MyFC website. First up, uh, if you haven't had a chance to, please read Liam's statement. Um, the gaffer has always been straightforward, and uh, there's nothing new here. Uh, this is his call to uh, try and make it to the end of the season together, and then we'll sort out any issues we have afterwards. Uh, you'll also find some more financial information uh, released from the list of debts to the tax update. It's really more information than you'll ever need, but you'll need to know it. Now, coming up fast is the Gentleman's Sports Dinner at the Best Western Manor Hotel in Gravesend. That'll be in a couple of weeks. Uh, Liam is hosting the event, and he'll have his friend and football legend, Kenny Burns, at the event. Looks to be a good night out. Uh, we've got some votes still going on. The deadline for on Monday is to vote whether we should keep the MyFC trial memberships. And then ending on Thursday is a vote for free MyFC memberships for full EUFC season ticket holders. All right, on to the other teams. It was a tough 1-0 defeat against Gillenham in the Kent County Cup semifinals for the ladies. It was a great effort, but not quite enough. However, the team hopes to take that momentum into this weekend's game against Enfield. That's this Sunday at Stonebridge Road. It'll be a tough match because Enfield is in third place, nine points above fifth place Ebbsfleet. But if I know the ladies and the history, um, it's going to be a great match and they're going to tough it out. On to the reserves. Uh, the reserves play in the Capital Football League and they are in second place. Nine wins and two losses. Um, I'm going to have to sort out the Epsfleet Academy for you next time. Um, they look to be doing well also. Alright, here are the websites. MyFootballClub.co.uk EbsfleetUnited.co.uk On Facebook at Facebook.com backslash MyFootballClub and on Twitter Twitter.com backslash MyFootballClub Well, that's all the show I have for you today. Until next time, this is your humble narrator signing off. Up the fleet. Signing off. Well, I try and I try, but I can't say goodbye. Feel so bad, baby. Oh, it hurts me when I